How many have been blessed over this series of uh, meetings, our evening services throughout the day? Amen. 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 You guys been blessed? I have been. Well, last night, last night, John, thank you. Last night. Huh? Amen. 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 I. <laughs> How many of y'all like different? I'm glad. I found that uh, the Lord does have smorgasbords, like Pastor Dale was saying, or Apostle Armstrong. Is he still here? Okay, good. He, it's a funny thing, he, he come in there and he asked me, he says, do you have a word for today? And I'm like, well, not really. Well, the thing of it is, is the Lord wants to do something different. And it's not necessarily a word. I love it when God shows up and I'm not expecting him to say some of the things he says to me or reveal things that he says to me. But when he does, he has divine intention. And I'm a, as I'm listening to the man of God minister and talking about how he ended up in the ex-Soviet Union. I'm thinking, isn't that unique? You know, God, he just, God is so good to me, and I don't deserve a lick of it, but I thank God for his grace. Is what, I, what I'm seeing is, go to Psalm 37, and I'll tell you what I'm seeing. And I'm going to ask for especially the ministers in this house, those, that are, those of you that are in capacities of leadership, whether it's missions or whether it's pastors or maybe you're uh, an associate here with some pastor, missionary, but you, your heart is genuinely towards the Lord. I believe that's all of us, but also you understand that uh, God's still in the people business, yeah. and sometimes he'll send you to people groups that don't think the way you think, and don't see the way you see, and don't understand the way you've understood, but God prepares a vessel before he puts his feet in the physical locations or amongst the people groups that he calls them to. A wise man one day spoke to me and I believe he was probably speaking to the whole congregation but he, I, knew, I knew he was talking to me. And he says, uh, preparation time's never wasted time. See, what happened, if you were here earlier, what happened is preparation time took place when 
the man of God was on his knees interceding on behalf of a request. The request was concerning their ministry in the ex-Soviet Union in Russia and as the prophet of God at that time, Brother Hagen, asked the students or those of, that were there to pray. So he would teach a bit and then they would pray. Well, you've heard some good teaching. God wants some praying. Now I'm going to focus your prayer life on one thing. Uh, ministers, you listen to me because I'm going to get out of the way because I believe the Lord's putting an inspiration within you to be able to release a prayer of faith concerning the issue in which I'm going to bring up. I have a great message for you, but it must have just been for me. And that's okay. There's a word that's called, Jesus help me. Did you find Psalm 37? Look at verse 23, one scripture, we'll just pull it right out of the context of its setting. <laughs> the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We're talking about the will, the call, the purposes of God. The anointing, the grace upon your life, that which God has for you, the assignments in life, the purposes of life, the divine destiny in which you are to walk out and fulfill in each one of our lives as the children of God, as the sons and daughters of God, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in which he said that he would build and the gates of hell wouldn't prevail against it. Can you say Amen. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his ways. And your steps, my steps, our steps are already ordered. And yesterday we hit on some things, and then they were hit again on the day. And it really, you can pull that right out of Romans chapter 8, where, you know, likewise the Spirit helps our weaknesses or our infirmities. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but we pray in the Spirit with utterance, not of our intellect, but the utterances of the Spirit that come through us as we pray in other tongues, because why? We're going to pray out the perfect will of God. Are you with me? He who prays in an unknown tongue, he's not speaking to man, he's speaking to God. You build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you're praying in the Spirit, you got a hotline. I used to like to use the terminology with the red phone the Batman used. He had a hotline to headquarters. Or, Well, see, you got a hotline to the heart of God. Amen? Now, the word that I want to release here, because I've struggled with this, and I, I, I struggle with it, and I... I, I I, I need you, Armada, if you're part of Armada, or if you're here and you're like, you're questioning it, you're, well, we just welcome you to the family. 
It's that simple. Now you need to build relationships with one another. The word that I'm going to say to you, I believe that has been misconstrued. It's been used in, in ways in the body of Christ that they put a line of division between it. And that's the difference between the political arena and the church life or the church world against the pulpit and politics. I'm speaking to the apostle of God because why? God's got his hand on him in that arena, but the anointing upon his life is apostolic. The anointing upon his life is he's a sent one. He'll, God will send him where God wants to send him, not where he wants to go. Some of the things that he's going to get involved in and already has been involved is it isn't because he, he put it on his list and said, you know, I'd like to go there. Well, if he got what he liked, he'd probably be up in Canada somewhere on a boat shooting, you know, with his, his, his old hat on with a raccoon hanging out of it. All right, a hermit all by himself and, you know. Well, he didn't get his own way, did he? Because why? his footsteps were already ordered. And part of the footsteps is the influence that he carries as an apostle of God into the realm of, of politics, into the realm of those that are connected in the arena of government and ruling, you understand me, in ruling by the by the decisions they make, placing laws into effect, and so on. And I'm not going to get into that. I'm not a politician. <laughs> but what I do know is I do know when I hear from the Lord that He is saying, if you will absolutely start focusing, God wants to raise up politicians in the church that will take the anointing that is upon the body of Christ, and especially when it's underneath the, 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 the covering of the apostolic, of, of the ministry, of, of what I call the fivefold ministry, when it has that within itself, it's going to affect the heart of a believer that has the anointing and the grace to enter into places where some people don't even want to go. But in some of those places, it's going to take an anointing to bring things into the right perspective, into the right place of righteousness being restored in a nation. Whether it's this nation, whether it's the ex-Soviet Union countries, whether it's South America, if it's the Philippines, wherever it might be, understand there's a such a... If, if we don't have the heart to carry our government in intercession... We're going to lose our freedom, American citizens. Do you understand me? What I'm telling you is you've got to wake up and understand if we don't take our authority and use it the way God has intended us to do by intercession, but also not just prayer, but by acts of obedience and understand God wants to raise up an army, not only the ministers, but an army that will absolutely stand in positions of office in politics and bring restoration into our nation once again because if this does not happen we could lose what belongs to us and that's the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ to be a free place to be able to have services like this to be able to shout for the Lord to be able to praise God I do not want to experience the underground church in America 
How about you? But if we don't do it, we possibly could go there. Oh, I didn't know that, Pastor. Well, I'm here to tell you. If there is, there's a wake-up call, and we've seen it. Is that right? Has any of you been woke up over the last three or four months? Have, has any of you seen the control, the manipulation, and the things? Has anyone in here besides me seen the deception that's running so rampant? Has anybody in here got the question, what can I believe? Who can I believe? I don't know what to believe because this one's saying that, that one's saying that. How about the word of the Lord? It says if you lack wisdom, you ask God and he will give you wisdom so that why? You can deal wisely in life. So that you understand, my brother and sister, that understand discernment belongs to us as the church. And he confirmed it's all his fault because of the grace that God stuck on his life. And understand, part of that grace is to take an influence, and he's doing it. I know he's doing it. This ain't like, you know, wow, how do you know such deep things? No, y'all know that. But there's going to be an increase. Why? Because there's a people group behind him that's going to connect today. This, this is a life-changing service. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad the ones that didn't show up are not here. If you're here right now, you have a divine appointment, and God's going to give you an assignment to pray in the Holy Ghost, to listen with your heart, to perceive what God wants you to do because there has to be what I'll call a breaker anointing, what I'll call a pushing forth in the, the art of intercession, of prayer, of obedience that's going to push some things out of the way, that's going to take place and it's going to start replacing people that need to be replaced, that is going to start raising up people that need to be raised up, that is going to start absolutely drawing people into a place of revelation that needs to be deposited within their hearts this is an hour and this is a day and this is what the Lord is saying to the church of Jesus Christ as you pray understand I will anoint your eyes to see your ears to hear your hearts to perceive because the secret things that belong to the body of Christ are going to start being unfolded but it's not something that we can blab and grab it's something we got to take to the heart of God and pray things through because God wants to make a highway a holy and bring restoration to a government, to bring restoration to a nation, to bring restoration that will absolutely take this nation back into the place where it belongs and understand this nation has a call to take the gospel of the world to the world and it has not been removed. God has not placed his hands off America. And what I want you to understand, if the church of Jesus Christ doesn't step up, It could be given to someone else. I don't know about you. This is my opportunity. And I need you. Because if we just play church, and we don't understand that we have the authority to take back what the devil's trying to steal. We have the authority, and we have faith. Can you say amen?
So what I've seen today, John, you can quit if you need, if you need to go, you go. I appreciate you, buddy. I want you to know that. I'd ask him to play just to keep you quiet. Is that yours? You can have it. That expensive? Oh. I got my own. He he. So, sometimes he'll carry pens that are worth more than you know my car. Anyhow, what I'm asking is, I'm going to just take this mic off, and I'm asking the ministers, especially in here, to pray towards. In effect, to the government, the church's involvement in government, the replacing of what needs to be replaced, the raising up of what needs to be raised up, the what I will call of what's in darkness revealed into light so that light shines so bright that deception is lifted off to the eyes of our nation. That God will raise up men and women like he's raised this brother up. That will take the influence of heaven to earth into the hearts of these men and women that are already in the political arena. Understanding that there's an anointing to break yoke, remove burden, set captives free. That anointing is what America needs right now. It doesn't need a complacent church. It doesn't need a church that is prayerless. It needs a church that will be so so full of the Holy Ghost, so full of the heart of God, and so bold in the Spirit that they will take back what the devil has tried to steal, that they will become the ones that will populate heaven and plunder hell, that they will be the ones that will be bold as a lion, that they will be the ones that will understand the grace and the anointing in which they stand, understanding in the name of Jesus Christ, the same way that he, that he, he, he hit his knees and he started praying because the prophet of God asked him, he says, please, please just be praying for Russia, pray, get our books out. Well, I'm here today in the name of Jesus Christ to ask you to take this time, whatever time we have before we eat, to intercede on behalf of our nation, behalf of our government, but on behalf of this man represents the apostolic call that's not only sent to the church, he's sent into politics. I believe he knows that. I'm not telling him something he doesn't know. But there's an anointing, and the Lord told me this morning, I'm going to increase the anointing upon his life. Expansion. Will you agree with me? Will you agree with me? Thank you. Well, I see, <laughs> I've had more visions this week than I've had in a long time, brother. Hold your hands up. I had my hands like this, and I'm thinking, dear God, you're making me weird. <laughs> I didn't know you were weird before. <laughs> Father.
Father, in the name of Jesus, just as acts of obedience that causes the effect that these hands were meant for war, a war that some people don't understand, a war that some people don't even know is taking place, but these are warring hands, the same way this man of God is a warrior sent to front lines in which some people cannot stand because they do not stand in the grace in which he carries neither the anointing nor the call. So, Father, I'm asking you for the multiplication as the people pray, as they intercede, as they stand up in the gap. Lord, I thank you for the open doors that you have already opened. I thank you for those which will be opened. I thank you that the preparation time in which he's gone through has not been in vain. I thank you, Father God, for the experiences you've given him. And Lord, I thank you he's just starting. So, Father, I bless you for that anointing. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ for the filling, the flooding, the wisdom, the revelation, the understanding, the insight, the gifts of the Spirit, the protection, the, the angelic host. And Lord, you've showed me his angels before, and I thank you there's an increase of an army that surrounds him. I give you praise right now in the name of Jesus Christ for the supernatural that will take him into the places where the anointing that he carries will break, destroy, and pull down deception. It will take, uh, take authority in the name of Jesus Christ, and all of a sudden clarity will come, that understanding will come, that direction will come, that divine purposes will come. Lord, I bless you for that apostolic upon him in the name of Jesus Christ. Pat, you're next. Thank you, Lord. 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 There have been words of encouragement that have gone out, but there's also been words of correction, and, and those things make a difference. In Malachi chapter 3, we all know about the tithe part. You know, you get in there, and, it, and we, we can quote that stuff. But you get down to verses 16 to 18. There's some powerful things that are in there. And it says, I'm going to make a difference between those who are my people and those who are not my people. It says that those who were worshipers, spoke to one another. And if you read it in the original, it says that they continually spoke to one another. They continually spoke to one another. This wasn't a, well, they came together for one meeting and then they got together for coffee afterwards and had a nice visit. This was the ones who were real worshipers, true worshipers, came together and said, let me tell you what God's doing. Let me tell you what he wants you to do. Let me tell you what he's been dealing with me about. They humbled themselves to each other, and they spoke with power and authority into each other's lives. I don't know about you, but I mean, it's been a great month here this week. But the word that's gone forth hasn't gone forth so that we could look at our notebooks and say, boy, what not a good meeting. But even in this group, there's going to be people who are going to walk away and it's going to be, 
wow, that was good. But that's the end of it. But there's going to be some people who are, are just, you can chew on this and chew on this and chew on this. And I don't care where you are along the path. Some of you have heard things this week that you went, oh, man. I know, I don't know what that means. I know I don't know what that means. But I know it means something for me. And you're going to take the time to soak it in the Spirit. To pray and to chew and to chew and to chew and to chew and to chew. And one of these days, you're going to be walking along, and one of those stories is going to pop into your head, just like him telling the story about Gene taking him to the bus station. And suddenly you're going to, oh, I get to do this. It's my turn. Lord, help me pass the test. Because you don't get promoted till you pass the test. If you're going to take the next step, if you're going to step up, like we've heard this week, it's going to be because you took this to heart. And you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I, I, I know this is mine. And I appropriate it. You know, thank, thank God for, for the ministry gifts that are here. I, I was telling some folks just today and talking to Lynn about it last night that, you know, when we came to see the BI, we walked in the door that first day and, and went, oh, it's home. There's nothing like that. But I remember after about six months of being there, you know, driving every Sunday for six months, you get less time to meditate. And, and thinking, you know, Kevin, wait, it's only 30 minutes away from my house. I could have gone to Freedom Worship Center and I'd have heard the same good word. And I, Come on, Lord, you know, why are we here? And I want you all to understand something, that, that you're not here by accident. You're not in the relationship with Armada by accident. God has a reason for you being here. And if you ask him, he'll show you. But Lord spoke to us back then and he said, because what I'm asking you to do is going to require great faith, and you can't do it hanging out with people who are in the minor leagues. We look around, we don't feel like Major League, probably. But Major League, as far as God measures things and the way that we measure things, is not the same thing. I looked for a man. I looked for a man, he says who would step up and fill the gap. He looked through the whole earth and he found Noah. One man. One man whose obedience changed the course of human history. Now don't, don't, don't minimize what God calls you to do. I'm telling you, it's the, God's making a difference in this day. We, we can look around and say, well, you know, God's making a difference. I'll have faith. I don't have to wear a mask. My wife says, you've got rebellion. You don't have faith. <laughs> you always trust your wife to tell you the truth. That's right. 
But the fact of the matter is, he is making a difference. He does speak in this day and age. And it's up to us to speak in accordance with what he says. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. For a lot of us, if, if we were only going to say what the father said, we'd be shutting up a lot more. But if we listen, talking about getting on your knees and praying, we can complain about the wolf in the capital, or we can pray because the Bible says, ask of me and I will give you the heathen. He qualifies. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I want Tom Wolf and the family of God. I don't know what it's going to take or who you're going to use, but I want to see our governor on fire, filled with the Holy Ghost, repenting on his knees, on his face, not in front of cameras, not in front of people, but in front of your altar. And I want the change to be obvious to everybody, whether he's governor or not, I don't care. I want him in the family of God just like you do. I want Pennsylvania to be true to its roots. That we can be a people who live by a heritage of faith that says that Jesus Christ is Lord in the state of Pennsylvania. Whether I'm living here or not. Oh. There, I mean, this is, this is a place we are, where we are right this very minute is a place of anointing where you ask, and he's, he is just attentive. See, when, when you look at Malachi chapter 3 there, it says they got together and they spoke to one another, and the Lord paid attention. He listened. And a book of remembrance was written in heaven. It wasn't them sitting down and making their list. You know, we like to do that. You got your prayer list? If you read that in the original, it's, He made a written record of witness testimony. Are you saying anything that he's writing in his book? Are you doing what it takes to get God's attention? Is he sitting there with the angels and, and, and just all of a sudden going, Hold it! i got to hear this. And we begin to pray out loud. Praying the perfect will of God. Asking God for the very thing that he's been saying, I want my people to do this. This is a good time for that. Just, I mean, just bow your head and close your eyes.
Just begin to pray in the Spirit. Just ask God to, to, to give you his heart, his mind, his eyes, his ears. Just begin to cry out and, and just get it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Glory. Just agree with me. We cease not to give thanks for you, Governor Tom Wolf. We make mention of you in our prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, Mr. Wolf, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray, O oh Father, that you would give Governor Wolf the eyes of his understanding to be enlightened, that Governor Wolf would know the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints might be. Let him see what it means, Heavenly Father, to be a believer, to be in Christ, to be saved, to be redeemed, to be free, to be forgiven, to be light out of darkness. Show Governor Wolf what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. What is Jesus' power exercised towards the governor? Lord, show him how your power can help him how your power can flow through him, how your power can guide him in his work for the state of Pennsylvania. Lord, it's the same working of your power when you raise Jesus from the dead. And when there are those who say a governor cannot be saved, they might as well say the dead cannot be raised. But they can be raised, Lord. The impossible can take place. Governor Wolf can be saved. They can, and they will. I ask you, Lord, to open the eyes of the governor. Open his heart that he would receive the gospel. I ask you to bring people about him who are born again, who would speak the word of God without fear. Put him in touch with people who he respects who are believers. People who he respects and would receive from Though it might be a surprise to him that they are believers, let them speak into his heart the living word of God. Holy Spirit, surround Governor Wolf and insulate him from all evil and all evil associations. And Lord, open his eyes to show him how ridiculous those evil associations are. And as you did for my father-in-law, open his eyes into the spirit that he would even see the demonic working among those evil associates, that he would be afraid of moving in the old way, that he would seek a new way, the new and living way. Lord, we ask for Governor Wolf to be saved. I ask you, Lord, to so impact him, 
day after day with the word of God, with testimonies of those about him, that he would be presented with the choice of salvation every day, every day, that it would come across his mind every day. What must I do to be saved? Let those thoughts rise up in his heart and in his spirit, that he would give voice to them, that he would breathe them out his mouth. What must I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you. I know in the house there are believers. I know there are pastors. I know there are chaplains. I ask you that they and he would have divine appointments. I thank you when he turns on the television. I thank you when he listens to the radio in the car that there would be something of spiritual content, something that would prick his heart. I ask you for this in the name of Jesus. I cancel every curse against him and every work of the enemy. I declare him to be free in Jesus' name. Satan, you take your hands off of the governor of Pennsylvania. He's ours, not yours. You lost him when he became governor. The state of Pennsylvania belongs to that which is created by faith and based upon scripture. Satan, your power is broken in Jesus' name. We thank you for Governor Wolf's salvation, Lord. And Father, we want to get ahead of the angels and worship first and worship here for his salvation. Now just lift your hands and thank God the governor's saved. Let's, let's believe we've received. Let's believe he's born again. Thank you, Lord. You brought a governor into the kingdom of God. Thank you for his salvation, Lord. Thank you for his salvation, Lord. Thank you for his salvation, Lord. Thank you that he's born again. Thank you that he's born again. Thank you that he's saved. The governor is saved. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Governor Tom Wolf is saved. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 I want to ask you a question. Have you ever, have you ever made someone eat their vegetables when they didn't want to? Then stop allowing the devil to lie to you that you can't pray where another person's will is involved. Because getting saved is more important than eating your vegetables. I've been studying, and I need more time on it, but eventually there will be a book on Daniel Nash, who was Finney's prayer warrior. And he totally disagreed with what I've been taught all my life about the prayer of faith. We've respected people's wills, and we've said, well, you can't pray that another person gets saved. Well, he did, and they did. I mean, the... Proof of the pudding is in the eating, Brother Hagin used to say. And his reasoning was, 
we are, uh, uh, what's the word they used in theology? Um, basically, it means we're, we're individuals and we're accountable for ourselves. But the point is, we also negotiate and leadership is to influence and we lead. And when you, when you lead, whether it's a family or a church or a city, you make people's will bend to yours, whether you like it or not. And it's not witchcraft to make your children eat vegetables. It's wisdom. It's care. It's compassion. And so Nash would go into a city, a village, and he would ask, who's the worst sinner in town? And then he would go pray, and that worst sinner would get saved. He would command it so. He would pray the prayer of faith of Mark eleven twenty four over that person's life. Now he said, and he always did it, admit this, the man must choose. You can't make them get saved. And you can't make them eat the vegetables. Because I had my daddy try to make me eat things, and I still refused. I just sat there for a long time. And might have got my hind end warmed. I mean, in the end, you can't make them get saved, but you can so bombard them with truth that they're going to get saved because they turn around and they're hit with the gospel. They sit down and they're hit with the gospel. They wake up and they're hit with the gospel. I've, and there's an old, and they see the ultimatum. Hold on to it. I want to just finish just a few thoughts and then I'll, I'll let you have that. Um, Terry, <clears throat> her father-in-law made a mistake. Her father, my father-in-law, her father, my father-in-law made a mistake one day. He mowed my lawn. And Terry, I mean, he's an elderly man. Terry grabbed me and said, basically, you, you lazy husband, look out the window and see what my, father -in -law, my father's doing. And I looked out the window, and here's this guy mowing my lawn. And I'm embarrassed because I should have mowed it, but I didn't because I don't like it. I'd rather, I'd rather go to the dentist than mow the lawn. I, I hate mowing lawn. Anyway, I looked out there and saw this older gentleman mowing my lawn. And I smiled and I said, got you. You bless the man of God. And I went to pray and I said, Lord, he blessed the man of God. I want, I want it, he needs to be born again. He must be saved. And I went into prayer intercession. Within a matter of a few days, I don't remember how long. He used to go out drinking at night. Somewhere around 2 or 3 in the morning, he came knocking on our door. Terry thought he was drunk. Terry thought he was so drunk he went to the wrong house because we bought the original house where she grew up. And they lived now in a different house. She thought he was so drunk that he went back to his old house. But he wasn't drunk. He's out on the porch at 3 in the morning saying, I got to see Dale. I got to see Dale. And so I came up out of bed in my little bathrobe and sat down with him and he sat down and he says you got to tell me what I just saw I was in the bar and all of a sudden I looked around and everybody in that bar there was this demon 
sitting on them, sucking out their brains, they had arms around their heads, kissing them on the mouth. Everyone, everyone in the bar had a demon on them. And he just cried out and ran out the bar. I got to see Dale. And I prayed the prayer and he got born again. If that's what it takes to get saved, oh, glory to God. You want to say something? He never went back to the bar. So, so Job 22, 30 is true. What does it say? He will deliver even those who are not innocent by the cleanliness of your hands. Woo! Wow. Glory to God. Job twenty two thirty, God speaking. He will deliver even those who are not innocent by the cleanliness of your hands. If thou see a brother sin a sin which is not unto death, thou shalt ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. Glory to God. We call in Tom Wolf in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to forgive him for the sins of his life that are not unto death. Lord, that you'd surround him with your glory, surround him with your angels, surround him with the love of God, the fear of God, the judgment of God, the justice of God, and the righteousness of God. And let him see the good and the evil. Let him see the upright and the unjust. Let him, let him see the consequences and the rewards. Let him understand that in the fullness of time. Lord, I bless you and honor you for the salvation. And Lord, I ask you that you'd stir us up with this as only a pattern prayer, only the first prayer. Let there be many more. Let there be targeted prayer. Let there be focused prayer. Let the salvations roll in. Let revival begin. Let it not be hoopla and, and exaggerations and sensationalism. Let it be souls. Let it be souls. Let it be souls. Lord, we thank you and honor you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Man is a moral agent. That's the phrase I was looking for, uh, Randy. Moral agent. Yeah, we are a moral agent, and we have a will, and you have a will. But as a moral agent, I influence you to righteousness. Hallelujah. And you influence me to righteousness. And iron sharpens iron. Glory to God. Karen, you had a verse. I don't want to. In First Timothy chapter 2, it says, I exhort, therefore, the first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men be saved that's the heart of the father his will is that none perish he created every human being he gave them breath they as far as he's concerned they're all his children and he, his will is that all men be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 
verse 10 says, And with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Now, we already know that the liar is the enemy, and the enemy is under our feet. Anyone who has flesh has authority over all the works of the enemy. So we have given, been given the authority to dismantle, disarm, disteeth everything that the devil has to throw against Governor Wolf as a body of Christ. Now, again, he has free will, but the pressure of our prayers in the spirit realm by praying the truth over this man, and we know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the word of God, presenting the word of God to the Father on behalf of this man. God will do everything in his power to bring the truth into Governor Wolf's life. So instead of complaining and murmuring, really our strength in the body of Christ is praying the word of God over these people. All they have is an identity problem. They don't know that God created them as his children. So, Father, we thank you for Governor Wolf. We thank you, Lord, that you put him in this place of leadership, and we want to live a quiet and peaceable life. So we do speak and declare the word and the truth of God's word over his life, that whatever it takes, Father, to bring truth, to pierce his heart with your truth of the saving grace of Jesus Christ, we ask that you do it. Not just for him, but for us. And we know you love us, and you love our children and our families. So we thank you that it is a done thing, because we've asked. We know in 1 John 5, it says, if you ask according to the word of God, you hear, and it is done. So we rejoice right now for the salvation of Governor Wolf. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.